Stefan Diggs? 101 in a startup dynasty draft? Welcome to the Coach and Commish Podcast. No, not Adam Gase, and definitely not Roger Goodell. It's Chris and Sean breaking down fantasy football for the everyday man. Welcome back. You're here with the Coach and Commish. I'm Chris Sean. Standing across me, it's not video, so you can't know where we are. And today we are talking about Duda Dynasty. Duda Dynasty. Our Keeper League, the rest of the seven guys came together and said, We want to do Dynasty. Mainly David Kalana. Mainly David Kalana. But when the Reverend speaks, the people listen. <laughs> All right. You know, you got to say a hallelujah. Got to stand up when he gives the benediction. The benediction was to go start up a dynasty draft. Getting too far with the religious things. But anyway, so we started it. It was phenomenal. I had to be the commissioner, which was a headache. Yeah, I don't think you really knew what you agreed to when I we sat around that table at the Mexican <laughs> restaurant and I said, I, okay, I will do another dynasty league, even though my life is crazy busy, but I cannot commission this one. And Chris was like, oh, I got this. Yeah, whoa. First off, we don't pay you enough. <laughs> that Yeah, I, I quickly got some texts from Chris of like, <laughs> dude, I appreciate you more than I have ever appreciated yep, you. <laughs> yep, self-coined myself commissioner dick So, <laughs> on, on a few things. It is rough, but our guys are so opinionated. It's what makes it fun. It's aggravating. It can be once in a while. I love it. But we're going to get right into the draft. So, this is our vet draft. We did a two separate yeah. ones. We had a, a vet draft and then a rookie draft. Uh, we probably won't talk too much about the rookie draft itself, but 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 what we're gonna we're gonna open up with the who impressed you with drafting because we had seven guys that had never done this before. Um, and I'm gonna actually kick it right to you, um, Chris. What I guess maybe yours isn't quite a a person you were that impressed with, but more just like what happened in this draft that just was you didn't see coming. Two things. Stefan Diggs at 101. Did <laughs> right. not gotta see that happen. Deliver on the tees here. I, I got to deliver on the tees. When that happened, me sitting at the 103, I couldn't believe it. I thought it would be, you know, textbook Chase or Jefferson in this type of league here. Andy, I know you, you rushed it in to, to study on what you had to do for the dynasty. Um, but but Diggs a few years ago? I don't think I would have taken him in the top three rounds. I, a couple of years ago, Diggs would have probably been that because he was a wide receiver one maybe three years, four years ago. I, I can't remember when he was, but that started a little trickle effect in the first round because guys who mock drafted, preparing for our dynasty, did not see Diggs going up at the first round. Yeah, and I honestly, my big takeaway was um, I was not – I was going to not be impressed with this. I was like, okay, well, this is how this is going to go. Then mm-hmm. guys like me, you, and Tim who have been in Dynasty League are just going to feast. And the rest of the draft didn't really go that way. So no. um, tell us the other thing you were impressed with before well, I hop onto mine. With the digs thing being the domino, we saw overall 12 trades really involving the vet draft, a few into the rookie. But a lot of things started clicking. Once digs went 101, the phone started going, <laughs> and we had twelve trades. Yeah, I, I think they were I all most, during it. Yeah, yeah, most of them were in the first two or three rounds there, and, and it, those were just completed trades. There yeah. were so many other discussions. Yes, and yeah. yes, there were times where 
guys were working. We had to sit a while on picks, but there were a yeah. few times. I'll call out Tim right here, <laughs> Mr. Whiny Baby over there. Just <laughs> the whole draft, just crying anytime there was more than an hour off the clock. And I'm like, I was kind of with Morgan. I was like, you wanted this slow draft. <laughs> Just, just chill. Slow draft is difficult at you, times, but uh, some some of that one hour of taking the time to pick was yeah. just negotiations, negotiating back and forth. I mean, it happens to almost every single person in the league. Yep. You were you were fielding drafts, draft picks, uh, draft pick trades, or you were sending them. Yeah. So those are my biggest you know things that impressed me the most in the the vet draft here. What are yours? I well, I wanted to just shout out. Meat Prince, because he's probably a guy, I mean, no offense to you, Meat Prince, but in the Keeper League, haven't been that impressed with the way you've drafted. Ooh, calling him out. But you just shocked me in this draft to how you started it off. Um, I just didn't see you being that savvy with this whole thing. And you had Christian McCaffrey fell to you at the 109, which is unbelievable. I thought he might go in the top four. Um, and then you got Cooper Cup, a little bit older, but you talk about like, winning this year and then Devonta Smith, Justin Fields, like those four for me in a dynasty league puts you in a position to win this year. Um, I was just really impressed with how the board fell to you and, and kind of how you knew to take those guys. So bravo. Well done. And then also I got to have a short out, a, sh- a short, short out, out. <laughs> a shout out to Morgan because uh, you really impressed me too. I mean, Jalen Waddle, Travis Etienne, Drake London, Ramon J. Stevenson. Stevenson was huge. Getting him in the fourth, I think that looks silly Phenomenal now. Phenomenal value. And then he still he, he we had this discussion and he wanted to take Hawkinson or I wanted him to. take I was like, there's no way you're going to get Hawkinson if you don't take him now. And he went Stevenson and then Hawkinson came all the way back and so he got Hawkinson. But all that to say, it was kind of hard for him to screw it up when you know you have Bijan Robinson in the bag. Yeah, he, he was the twelfth pick, so he got the first pick in the rookie draft. So. Yeah, no, he's. He's got his team As you'll see later down here, uh, we're going to do some rankings of the contenders this year, and, and Morgan might be in the top three. So stay tuned. That was a little teaser. <laughs> All right. From there, we got to break up our fantasy talk with a little bit of party question of the week. Ian, would you like to go to a party in my pants? No, Brick. All right. Let's go. Hey. Hey. All right. Party question is best sport to watch outside of football. We obviously know football is number one. So, yeah. Sean, what is the best sport to watch outside of football? So, I've, I've really broadened my horizons over the last five years here because I used to be just strictly football and yeah. really NFL. I mean, I didn't even really watch that much college. I just went crazy on NFL football, and that was it. I just didn't really pay attention to any other sports. Uh, baseball, shout out, is absolute worst sport to watch <laughs> slash play. I just think it's a... Terrible sport. America's wonderful pastime. Past, That's why past it's called time. a pastime yeah. because it's <laughs> it's past its time, and you're just chilling. So, anyways, now that I've <laughs> the dogged on the rant is ended on baseball. <laughs> on baseball, um, I will say that over the last couple of years, I've really enjoyed basketball, and I, I like it from the standpoint of I don't really have a team. Even in college uh, for March Madness, I mean Syracuse, they've they're they have not been up in the in the. No upper echelon in a long time so i just enjoy the march madness fun of just you know the upsets seeing the emotions uh that these kids have and their their whole um university that's behind them Uh, and then the nba playoffs to me are really fun to watch too um just because i go into it with like no idea what's even happening and then i can just you know kind of pick a 
team for that game. And then I don't even watch usually the whole game. I'll just kind of turn it on throughout the throughout the game mostly in the fourth quarter and then just see is this worth an ending of watching and so i got to watch some cool endings this 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 nba playoffs yeah basketball when you're not a fan you want the drama at the end yes which is which is pretty phenomenal i i watch and i love and appreciate almost every sport out there yeah i'm a you know basketball would have been my pick because i'm a duke guy through and through i watch almost all their games religiously if i don't i watch a recap of every shot they made (laughs) in the game that's how much i love duke basketball but golf i couldn't believe this was your answer i i I get it for playing i love golf i love watching golf you like sleeping is that that what you do during no i used to before i got into golf and then when i got into golf i can't i can't go to sleep you just want to listen to the soothing, sultry voice want, of yeah. Jim Nance. Jim Nance is amazing, and then I'm watching guys do things that I can't do on the golf course. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't. I find it a lot of fun. Now that's gonna be some of the somehow bigger matches. this osmosis has not worked to improve it, it your hasn't. golf game because I yeah. played with you just recently and. I just started getting lessons again. Now I'm finally hitting the ball correctly. I'm okay. like, I should have taken lessons more before. And I, I think it just came to a point like I do play a lot. Why not try to figure out how to play this better? You know, but anywho, I just try. I just don't want to be, you know, basically the cart girl carrying, you know, the clubs (laughs) and the drinks and the food for everyone I was playing with. Have you been? This is a question. Have you have you been to a uh, an actual golf tournament like live? Not in person. No, I would love to do that someday. They're expensive. The only thing I've done is when I was on I was on a high school golf team. It was for a Christian school and I was Mm -hmm. a homeschooler. So I tagged onto it. Wasn't that great. But I did get to, our coach brought us to the LPGA when they went to Kingsmill. Yeah. And so that was, it was actually really fun. Yeah. Kind of just walking around and following whoever was at that hole or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I think I need to do that pretty soon someday. But yeah, golf is mine. It is, uh, it's different. All right. I mean. I mean, I love watching all the giant sporting events too, but man, <laughs> golf right now is my number two. Shout out though, I you know I really did like um, hockey this year. I think was fun. I, oh, was, yeah. I got I got to kind of ride the coattails of Morgan and the Panthers. There, it's you know it's sad that they couldn't get it done, but it was still fun to watch them just come out of the ashes. So I mean, hockey's a beautiful game. So fast, so much. So I think much it's better on. with 4K TVs too. Now you can actually see the puck. I think that was part of my problem <laughs> prior. Yeah. Oh man, I remember when they used to put the little little tracer thing looking like it was a flame ball, like a fireball going around the ice, just so you can you can see it. Um, but anyways, talking about ranking our favorite sports to watch outside of football, let's rank our new Dada Dynasty League. Which, by the way, I'd, we need to workshop this name a little longer because I don't know what the <laughs> where this even came from. I feel like LaRoyce was involved, but LaRoyce and Joe gave out the most names. Uh, I mean, I didn't present anything better, so I can't complain that much. Daniel brought up, I think, a good one. Just calling it Dynasty in the 757, but we already have that. We do. That's That would be the go-to. On the original that no one else wanted to join us? I don't want to completely follow the ballers, but I do love the League of Records. So the Dynasty League of Record or something. I don't know. We We, need to keep working on it. We'll workshop it. it. But ranking our 12 guys, we are going to look at ranking this year's contenders so that's you know if you're bottom half don't hate us that bad you can hate us it's all you want to do but I was say, that's why you turn this podcast on. we want to talk about who we think is set up to to really go for the title in year one and do you want to start from the top down or from the bottom up 
Uh, let's start from the bottom. All right. Started Started from the the bottom. Now we're here. All right. So at number 12. I'll go ahead and start us off because I want to put this guy on blast even though. Yeah, I don't want he's to. A good, he's a good accountant, man. He's a, he's a great assistant to the regional commish. Yeah. But I don't know what happened in that draft, Daniel, but you did not set yourself up for any success in your running back room. Gross running backs. That's the note that I have here for you. So, Daniel, Tidewater Turtles, I have you sitting as the 12th team. We kind of consensus these together. Um, but, yeah. Really, really gross running back. So let me just run down here what we're looking at. Patrick Mahomes, that was a, you know, I think second round pick. First round pick. First. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's what changed the running back room for him. He went Mahomes first. And then to follow it up with Kelsey, I think, is where you really hurt yourself in the draft. Um, I know we're talking more contender this year, but that's that's what I think happened. But just listen to these running backs. Okay, Javante Williams, he... I. I do not see him starting this season. And even if he plays this season, I just think it's going to be a split between him and P. Ryan personally. Or Dalvin Cook. Yeah, or Dalvin Cook. That's true. Um, and then speaking of Cook, James Cook is your RB2. Um, that is very scary. Mm-hmm. And then your next best running back is Brian Robinson. And then you've got Jarek McKinnon, Eam Hines, Michael Carter. I mean, you just have nothing. I mean, nothing to even hang your hat on. Okay, I got the hero RB strategy. I got this one guy. I guess Javante can be that in the future. Um, And we're going to kind of talk about future in a little bit here after we go through these rankings. But yeah, Daniel to me, and it's not like his wide receiver room makes up for it with DK Metcalf, Marquise Brown, um, Brandon Ayuk. Those are great, great players, but you don't even have an absolute stud to me at wide receiver currently. So I think they're all kind of high-end wide receiver twos, and this is why I just think for this year, Daniel, the running backs are going to put you so behind the eight ball that you're you're going to have some big struggles losing some games in the beginning. Yeah, number 11, Phil Boston himself here. and he I th- Back to the Boston Massacre, didn't he? Yeah. I think he did. Did he? No, he might have changed that out. No, Boston Barrage. He he oh, he finally <laughs> finally did the right thing there. I mean, he could go back. I guess it might be far enough. But uh, I I we picked this. There's consensus here at at eleven. Uh, shaky running backs when it comes between Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon. What's gonna go on? Where's Cook gonna land? Where's Joe Mixon gonna do? I mean, what's he gonna do? With with his contract stuff, some legal things off there, off the field, but you got Jamar Chase. That's a great saving, great you know player to have in your lineup. You got an aging Austin Eckler. Can't even say his name right, <laughs> but you know the other guys there. I didn't like Donovan People Jones, wide receiver three on his own team as your third receiver. It, it's it's hard to be excited about the team. Mostly because we don't know what's going on with Dalvin Cook and Mixon. I see that you went really strong at running back, but is that an old trend, Sean, that should go away? Because receivers are kind of really dependent in in most fantasy leagues now. Yeah, um, I think that he's just going to need to figure that out. I mean, it may work itself out. If 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 Mixon plays this year and he's, you know, clearly the starting running back for... Cincinnati, then he'll be fine. And if Cook signs with either, say, Denver or Miami, I think he's going to have a pretty good role on an offense that's going to run 
um, and give him that opportunity. So yeah, but as of June twentieth, <laughs> we're unsure what's going on with those guys. Yeah. So moving on to number ten, I have Andy here. Um, he's got some older wide receivers, but you know, honestly, he's one that I think could could be better than we think. Like the, he's if I'm picking a guy that I think could jump four or five spots and actually make the playoffs. Um, I think his team is all right, despite the Stefan Diggs at 101, because I think you could have had, you know, Jefferson here instead of Diggs, and it felt a lot better even just for this year. Yeah. Um, but Justin Herbert, Walker, Swift, those are two very, you know, scary situations, but they could work out. Great talents, but the, yeah, what's the split in that backfield? That's a hard part for both of could those guys. Could work out. But then Diggs, Keenan Allen, I love that as the one and two get that stack with Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert. Um, then it starts to get a little gross. Uh, Beckham's in here, but I think and Jigba is probably your wide receiver three there. Um, and then Greg Dulcich. Uh, that was honestly the first Bronco, which is pretty impressive that he did not draft all these Broncos. Maybe he's yeah. learned a little bit from the keeper league that it's, it's not always the way to go. Um, but you know, cream hunt, maybe that saves you a little bit in this flex, but this flat last flex spot is going to really hurt. If you've, if Elijah Mitchell's who you're going to have to put in there. I mean, yeah, I don't even see anybody who's Richie James. I mean, yeah, the, are, I know the benches are gross in dynasty, but you got to have at least two or three guys on there that you could put, help put in there on bye weeks Cream hunt. He, it's a sit, got, wait and see. Honestly, where's he going to go? You one know? of these tight ends is going to end up going in there for him, is my guess. You got Hooper yeah. and Joku and Taysom Hill. And Zach Ertz. My goodness. He picked How many up tight all ends the tight ends, man. man. <laughs> Conklin. <laughs> so maybe that's the sub, which not bad. They're they're safe there, but usually not that a uh, twenty point getter. No, you you're know, not, or, the upside or is not fifteen be there. points. Uh, so yeah, so we have Andy coming there at at ten. Nine, we got the meat prince himself. I already gave him the shout out for a good intro to the draft, but he did fall down here to nine and, and kind of give us some info on that. You know, I'm just, when we're looking at the biggest thing for him, <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco has to not be a one hit wonder. And, you know, you, sorry, you can't put Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> On your I put that in the notes starting here lineup. I, I didn't even know that he was on your team, and that's hilarious that you have the Skittles uh, in there. That's hilarious. But uh, what really, I mean, Love Fields, McCaffrey in their cup, even with Devontae Smith, the problem is a lot of wild cards there in the flex. Chase Claypool, not exciting at all. That's a wide receiver probably three or four in, in Pittsburgh. Kadarius Tony's a wild card. You know, can Evan Ingram mirror what he did last year is Mike Evans as your third receiver going to put up those strong solid numbers we see every year with Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask at quarterback I just don't see that he could elevate in this league if Justin Fields goes nuts with with you know a bunch of big 30 point games to to really upset matchups because I think he's going to be in the red going into every weekend because the other teams got a lot more solid lineup, top to bottom. Yeah. So speaking of solid, we'll move on to the solid tier here. I think that's yeah. where we're at. Seven and eight here. You could swap these guys, I think, but I'll I'll start with Joe. Um, Joe's team just solid, man. I mean, obviously having Josh Allen, you know, the best quarterback for a dynasty league is great. But then it's just you know Damian Pierce, a little bit of question marks there. Miles Sanders got the homer pick in there. I like. 
uh, Equinemius St. Brown. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Um, yeah, not wrong yeah. brother. I don't think you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would have been Aquinas. real bad if he was the. <laughs> Um, it, I didn't. Are they brothers? Yeah, they are. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> poor Equinemius. Um, <laughs> then McLaurin, I don't mind that. Cooper's great. Again, these are just all solid players. Darren Waller, new, we'll see if he can be what he was. New situation. I like him. Yeah. James Conner, Gabe Davis. Um, yeah, you got you got yourself kind of your handcuffed there with Hubbard. It just to me, it's a super solid team. It. I don't see any super spike. Like this is all very floor place, for floor based players. I see besides Josh Allen, so I think that you're one that might just kind of get yourself into the playoffs based on winning those six place point win every week. You might get it, you know, get get a chance to get in there, um, but just kind of solid. And that's kind of what our next pick is at seven. What do what do we got? We got Mike, good old Mikey Schoenrock. He's in the middle, guys. <laughs> Mike, a solid team as well. Nothing that you know makes you too excited. But when you got Joe Burrow, Jonathan Taylor, Devontae Adams, that's pretty solid lineup there. Injuries are the only things to really deter those guys. You know, Jonathan Taylor Thomas here might take a hit with with Richardson at quarterback. Um, we look at. Jerry Judy, can he finally wake up? You know, Christian Kirk had a good season last year. Rashad Penny, all the way down to your flex. Michael Pittman, he can only go a tiny bit up. He hurt us last year. That's a solid lineup, man. And I feel like you're going to come in there and you're going to have 50-50 chances every weekend with your lineup against anybody else's. Yeah. Very matchup based. That's all of uh, fantasy football. But, I mean, that's a very solid lineup. Nobody on here is crazy aging that you feel like you got to get rid of later on outside Devontae Adams, but he's one of those ageless wonders right now. We're going to see in his age 30 year right now if he'll, you know, fall off, but I don't think so. So that's number seven. Yeah, and then the the guy he's facing in week one here is who I'll talk about next. Um, at number six, right, right in the middle, we have mm-hmm. Lamb Chops LaRoyce. So... Uh, no surprise, he was the first one to complete a trade in yep. our uh, Dynasty draft. He traded <laughs> up to get C.D. Lamb, uh, a little bit of the homer pick, but yeah, um, I was kind of surprised that was the pick, to be honest with you, that he traded up to get. But um, his roster turned out pretty good, I think. He's got Jalen Hurts, who you know could be the quarterback one this year. Nick Chubb, fantastic pick. I, I think he's undervalued in Dynasty Leagues. Tony Pollard, a little bit of a wild card, but we, you know, most of the fantasy community expects to be a starting RB1. Um, and then, as I mentioned before, CD Lamb. And then a bunch of kind of dart throws here, but I think really good dart throws. Christian Watson is not my favorite player, but not a bad opportunity to break out. No, not at starting all. Starting with uh, Jordan Love there. Calvin Ridley, I mean, he could be anything from useless to this roster to the you know, awesome wide receiver two just under C D Lamb for you. So are you saying that Calvin Ridley's a gamble right here? But um <laughs> all right. <laughs> Gotta get that in there. Yeah. Um but then is where this is where it gets gross. You've got uh, <laughs> this tight end of Irv Smith is just killing me. I, I mean I know it's it doesn't really matter that much if you're playing like you're playing against Dalton Schultz this week, this first week. So that's 
if you, if you play that type of a competition, then you're fine with your Irv Smith or whoever you get in there. Um, but lastly, I want to mention is Alvin Kamara. I think this will make or break your roster is if Alvin Kamara plays and he's if he's even an RB two, then that is going to be something that will really put this roster over the top to me, and he, he can, oh yeah he can contend. Alvin Kamara at your flex, come on. But yeah, unless unless that happens, then I, I'm going to keep him right here in the middle to kind of maybe squeak into the playoffs. All right, so I love you, Leroy. So you know that <laughs> I got nothing to add there. You prove him wrong, buddy. <laughs> All right, David Kalana, the Reverend, or the head coach of the Ohio State University. <laughs> All right. that I mean, I look at his lineup. I, I can name like every college that these guys went to. That's how much I watch college ball. But he, he really went for Ohio State here. And I like it. I really do. He's got some wild cards at running back that could really hit big. Hopefully, the Cam Akers hype actually becomes true. J.K. Dobbins, he wants to get paid more, so he's got to play a little better. But I love T-Law at quarterback. He'll be there for 10 more years in your lineup. Olave, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, he's just reuniting Ohio State guys. You know, with Dobbins there, he's got a lot of good young players. Um, it's going to be a little tough to trust Jordan Addison in the second flex. Right now, I know, you know, lineups aren't, you know, solidified when it comes to who we start in week one and head out there. But why not? Why not throw a little bit? Of him, or maybe an Alan Lazard or Rondale Moore um, in that second flex. But his lineup is pretty solid with two young receivers that I really, really love that are going to be great in Dynasty. Yeah. I think he set himself up for the future really well. Even if even if he can't get it done this year, David, I think you're going to be set up. Is he a prophet? <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. All right. Have a, now you got to keep it going for yeah. every team. So. <laughs> All right. Um, here, start working on one for yourself because Ooh. I know you hadn't heard our names yet and think we're maybe biased, but here at number just, four, just a tad. we have Chris Schoenrock, the commissioner dick, as we mentioned before. <laughs> he uh, went through some... Some growing pains as a commission. And Ryan Meckes. Shout out. He's my co-commish. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ryan Meckes, if you're listening <laughs> out there, um, we miss you, bud. We miss you, too. Um, all right. So this team is very dependent on a person who nobody wanted to draft because we're all good Christian boys. And He's a terrible person. <laughs> I, I, I truly say he's a terrible person. <laughs> but when he fell that far, he said, I have got to take a shot on Voldemort himself, Deshaun oh, Watson. Oh, my goodness. I still hate it. And so, honestly, that's why I didn't take him because I was in the same position to where you'll see when we get to my team. Um, I was very scared to... I I just don't I don't I don't want to root for him even if he does well so I I decided not to but I don't fault you for doing it I think it was a fantastic value at that point I mean he's ranked very often as a top ten dynasty quarterback and you got him well after a lot of these guys uh, after Tua who you're playing week one even so Deshaun Watson um, is going to be what makes or breaks this team to me because the rest of it's very solid Josh Jacobs. You've got Dylan in here, but you know that's just not true anymore because it'll be Madison up there. Um, they get caught a good break with that. I mean, I guess you probably plan for that, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting Jake, having Jacobs and Madison is very solid. Jefferson, Tyreek, 
that might be the best two wide receivers that anybody has. I was so mad Tyreek fell to you there. I was ready to take him on the next pick, um, and I think you might have missed out on somebody you wanted, but you were like, I got to take Tyreek here. Yeah, so. I did. I missed out on a running back. I can't remember who it was because uh, I fell in love with Tyreek. Yeah, I I really wanted Tyreek. but And then Kittle as a tight end, um, Bateman, that's a little scary, the news <laughs> lately that's come out since I, I traded we, we traded Debo and Bateman. Um, but Rashad White... You can tell this is, like we said before, you've played Dynasty, um, so you kind of knew in these middle rounds how to fill out this roster. Not the grossest-looking bench either, so I think you've got some depth behind it. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think you have the possibility of, of working for a championship this year. Thank you. I do hate Deshaun Watson, but <laughs> maybe Jared Goff will take a spot But he likes there. winning in fantasy more. Yeah. Come on, can can you really can you really you know hold that against me? All right, at number three, Morgan. The reason we started this dynasty league. No, I'm just kidding. No, Morgan, you have a very solid lineup, buddy. I mean, you're the best next year team that can still compete this year. Yeah, if that makes any sense. It's it's a lineup where some guys are like, hey, they're probably not yet in their prime, but they're close enough. Yeah, and I'd, I mean, if we could pick a next year winner, if yeah. I could put some bets on that, I'd put it on Morgan because, yeah, this team is is stacked for the uh, second year. Some people say, so if he's next year's team, why do you pick him at three up there? And, and it's because we love the production of Waddle and, and Stevenson, even ETN. I mean, you're looking at, those are solid guys to be giving you proven production and oh yeah this guy's sitting on the bottom flex for some reason b john robinson <laughs> right yeah we're liking the hype enough where it does push him into a contention we look at rookie running backs adrian peterson todd Gurley. i know those guys right those guys push some championship teams in fantasy and and this is probably the best prospect we've seen since those guys to come in and Saquon. be on yeah be a running back that really moves the needle in fantasy football because yeah. you can do it all yeah, I love Morgan's team. I think he had a really good draft. Um, I was super impressed. He was all freaked out about not knowing what he was going to do because it came so quick. But I, to me, this is this is a powerhouse team that can compete this year. And you know, like I said, into the future, I think he's got the best future-proof yeah. team. Morgan, just expect Leroy to send you tons of trade offers. <laughs> And Tim, because they're going to love the youth that you All right, he'll keep the earplugs in as he always does. Yeah, he sure does. (laughs) Pulling a trade off with him is just a miracle. All right, so. Now to our number two. Um, Haven't heard your name yet, Tim, but here it is. I know it was a a kind of roundabout way to get there. I I was a little scratching my head. You know, we had our little side chat. Um, For those of you that don't know, we do have an inner circle side chat between me, Chris, (laughs) and Tim. Um, So... I'm sure that'll make you all feel good, but her who's not in that. Yeah, sorry guys. But it's really it's really just a trade talk channel is all we do. We just we talk about trades. Um, but yeah, I when you started with those three running backs, I was a little afraid for you. Um, or was it three of them? Yeah, because Najee was the guy I wanted to come back. Started off with Brees Hall, came back with Najee, took Najee right before I I could get him. That's why yeah. I took Tyreek. Um, and then he went. No, I think it was just two oh, running maybe backs. Maybe it was, it was it was Lamar Jackson. Lamar yeah, was he went, probably the third. Yeah, yeah, because he went, yeah, he went Najee. Or he went, he went Brees back. Hall. Yeah, <laughs> he went Brees Hall, Najee, Lamar Jackson, and I think he may have taken one more pick before he even took his. It may have been the one that he traded to get Gibbs later. But yeah. anyways, just go down his his roster here: Lamar, Najee, Brees Hall, 
Traylon Burks, the wide receivers are going to be a little scary at the beginning, but I think you have enough dart throws in here that one or, that three of these will work out. So Traylon Burks, Michael Thomas, Jahan Dotson. On his bench, he's got Hopkins, so as soon as Hopkins signs, he'll be yep. going in there. Um, so I think you're you're set up there to be all right. Tim Patrick even is somebody who just might emerge and can be a kind of a flex for him. Um, Jacoby Myers, he, he got some really good depth here of these wide receivers to where he'll be able to make it work with the powerhouse of Gibbs Hall and Najee Harris. Like, I don't think anybody right now has that Morgan's the only other one. And I I think I might like Morgan's running backs a little better, but having Lamar Jackson over Tua to me is the thing that pushes Tim over the edge to why I think he's just a little bit better this year of an option uh, than Morgan. Yeah, I agree. They, that receiver thing with Hopkins and then give you Berkshire Dotson. Just need one of them to hit right now. And yep. this team is going to be really, really fun to watch unless they're playing you that week. <laughs> All right. So at numero uno, we got the man, the myth, the legend. All right. We got Sean Fitz Magic, as he's known in this Dada dynasty. And you know what why is it why do we have you on here well your roster just has to depend on a qb you got guys like t higgins who's always undervalued your wide receiver two at aj brown derrick henry saquon those are win now running backs that went saquon, for it this year saquon still got years on him there ahead of time and derrick henry he's like a greek god okay <laughs> like he's not gonna fall down anytime soon and you got mandrews mark andrews at the tight end spot tyler lockett trying to keep jackson smith and jigba in his place so you got guys who are fighting for a reason t higgins fighting for his money antonio gibson with a brand new offensive coordinator so they will get their offense out of the 20th century (laughs) so might be able to use him for who he truly is you can keep going on and on quarterback is the biggest thing here is it going to be kyler is it going to be rogers anthony richardson going to do anything i don't know so just the setup of your starting roster gives you safe floor with big time production any week. You know, all those those big games. Derrick Henry himself is Mr. Big Game. Yep. I mean, that's just enough right there. Mark Andrews can get you a 20 point game at the tight end position. Those type of little scoring, you know, differences at positional ranks. You know, from a, on a, a head-to-head battle is what's going to separate you moving on every single week. Anything you want to add to your roster here? Um, I mean, I'd love or to talk add, about. <laughs> so, I'd love to add, yeah, some, add some. to this this dialogue. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll let I'll let the people speak on it um, beyond that. But I I think you guys should jump in the chat. Let yeah, us know. Freaking you, Jameson Williams sitting on the bench. That's right. Because I've been trying to trade for him. Yeah, he's Let's sitting put, there <laughs> just getting through that suspension. You yeah, know, stop I, t- I, t- I took the gamble, right? <laughs> Zeke Elliott is still waiting. Yeah, so you got even guys playable right off Samaji the bench. Samaji P. Ryan is going to be my MVP right here. I, so. Yeah, and he's not even in the lineup right now. <laughs> so those are our rankings, 12 to 1. Yes, blow up the chat in, in Sleeper. Uh, we might post these rankings once we, I don't know, maybe afterwards. Yeah. Let you guys hear it first, and then we'll post it up there just so we can keep debating it. Um, but, yeah, those are our rankings here. But let's go to our final thoughts on the future. All right. Who's going to rise from the ashes like a phoenix? I'm going to go with uh, your buddy. Or not your buddy. Your twin. Yeah, we're, uh, we're kind of friends. Yeah, Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Um, yeah. I think Mike could be sneaky good this year. He's one of those solid teams that if other teams get some injuries, he could find his way very easily into the playoffs. 
Um, and then he's got enough talent on the roster that he could just be one of those those lucky golden years to where I think he could make it happen this year. Yeah, I, I like that pick there. You know, Mikey, time to be good in fantasy, buddy. <laughs> uh, I love Phil for the future. I looked on his, at his roster and you scroll all the way down the draft picks. He has three first round picks in next year's draft. Two prime guys that are waiting to be drafted next year. Caleb Williams from USC, Marvison Harrison Jr., who's probably going to be the 101 mm-hmm. in Dynasty next year. Phil is he's making a play. You know there'll be some running back that'll emerge too. Yeah, so you're looking at he can trade three picks to make sure to get one of them, or if he is falling to the bottom because he's kind of playing to next year, he's got a great opportunity to to put some studs that can help him out from day one, especially with Marvin Harrison Jr. So I'm really loving Phil's team to rise from the ashes next year. All right, and then our last, I know we said final thoughts, but this is mm, the oh, finalist yeah. of thought will be... We promise. Who is going to win this year? Let's make our bet right now here in June mm. of uh, this Dynasty League. Um, I'm going to put it for Tim. I just think those running backs, as long as Brees is good to go, I think that um, you could just dominate with them running backs, uh, and nobody else has that depth except for maybe Morgan. And that's who I'm choosing, Morgan, <laughs> as my champion in year Bijan one. comes out and destroys the NFL. The wild card of Bijan, a guy who knows what it is to have a running back that makes a difference in Todd Gurley. This guy's going to be a difference maker. And it's not like your other running backs stink. You've got some depth there, buddy. I think you can be that surprise. Not surprise, because we're seeing you. We, we see you. We see you coming. But you might win a 7-5-7 title here in Dota Dynasty year one. All right, that's what we got, guys. Um, Let us know if you enjoyed it, what you hated, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. All right, deuces. Thanks for listening to the Coach and Commish podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Coach and Commish. And join our Facebook group called Fantasy Football Advice with the Coach and Commish for direct access to weekly waiver wire and start sit advice.